A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey friends, have you noticed that no matter how much yoga we do, we may still struggle in our intimate relationships. My husband and I have a great relationship, but we are not relationship coaches. And we know that yoga can and does help, but at a certain point, you need more relational support from a relationship specialist. If you're going through some kind of challenge right now in your relationships, my friend Jason Gaddis at the Relationship School can help. Jason's team will pair you up with a skilled relationship coach And within 48 hours, you'll be getting private one-on-one support on whatever you're going through relationally. And right now, for my listeners only, Jason is offering half off one month of relationship coaching. Head over to relationshipschool.com slash Laura to get the deal and watch your relationships improve. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Wednesday Q&A, where you all ask the questions and we answer. I am joined, of course, by my fearless and beautiful co-host, Kristen Williams. Woo! And I am joined by my lovely co-host. I never get to say that, Laura. I know. We, you know, we have to mix it up and we you do. can start next time. I love that. I love that. Well, we are always happy to be together and happy to answer your questions. So let's launch right in. So this one was by a dear woman. She wanted to remain anonymous. Ever since I had my two children, I can't run or do high impact moves like plyo without peeing myself. Not only is it embarrassing, I miss jumping and running. Am I destined to never do that again without leaking? <gasps> you're not alone, my sister friend. You're not alone. Um, this is so common. We probably hear it all the time. And uh, I don't really remember leaking per se, but I certainly would have early on after having kids. I probably had some moments where it felt like pee was going to come out. <laughs> To that end, I will say I've always had a pretty good pelvic balanced region, meaning I I never really lived in anterior tilted pelvis. And that to me is almost the biggest reason. It's like the, the balance in the pelvis and inside the pelvis, which includes your genitalia, your organs of elimination, and the pelvic musculature that is the bottom part of the core matrix that is all in there. So if you imagine tilting a bowl 
everything above and below is going to be impacted, but inside there's going to be some areas that are more compressed and some that are a little bit loose. And that's a very, you know, reductionist way of describing it, but it, it kind of holds true. So, cause I've just worked with enough people. I've seen it happen. I worked with a woman one time who like, don't even bother like running or jumping. Sometimes just getting out of the chair, you know, would feel a leak. And because there was an exertion and the pressure was in the pelvis, but the pelvis, the musculature was not balanced. And, and so, you know, the urine out of the bladder was able to push right through without a problem because the pelvic muscles weren't surrounding it, weren't giving it support. And it took a while, but really focusing on organizing the pelvis, organizing her breathing, organizing her deep core. And that is not just your abdominals. That's the lumbar, you know, the muscles around the lumbar spine, the deep hip flexor, which is a postural muscle is a pelvic stabilizer known as the iliopsoas. And all through like reshaping, kind of organizing that it's like molding clay that squish into the bladder didn't happen because of the, the imbalance. She of course was living with a tremendous amount of anterior tilt, which is, you know, not a lot of times, and we've learned this more and more over the years, that happens a little bit with pregnancy, but what really happens is the adaptation in your brain. When you've had your, you know, your entire front body stretched out and the lower thoracic spine gets kind of like a pivot point. And so then the baby's no longer there, but your brain has not changed back to kind of a more aligned posture. So go and do the first thing I'll say without like feeling salesy at all, because I'm so proud of it. Go and do the postnatal series. There is a class in there called the pelvic puzzle. I have sent people who've never had children. I've sent men there. It doesn't matter. This is for anybody because there's people who've never had children who leak, right? So it's organizing the bowl of the pelvis and all the contents and then there's also a, a, an episode, <laughs> a, a class in that series on breathing. It's just all about getting the balance and harmony in these internal, uh, in these internal stabilizers, so that you can feel like you can run. Because you will do that again. And you know, I'm 52, doing jumping jacks, running, plyo, and I don't worry about it. And I imagine that is not something you want to have in your head worrying about. Yeah. Any other things you want to add on? No, I, I I would definitely, you know, recommend absolutely, you know, checking out, especially if you're a lit yogi. Um, she's anonymous, so we don't know if she is, but, you know, checking out that that series and um, or going to see a pelvic floor specialist, you know, because mm. what you're yes. talking about, you know, there's a there's so much out there. You know, there are physical therapists who specialize in this specific type of an issue. And like Lara said, it's a balance. It's not just go oh, do Kegels, it'll go away. You need to figure out, you know, how balanced is the pelvic floor to the low back musculature, to the abdominals, to the diaphragm? How is your breathing? The tilt of the pelvis is going to matter. Um, and so getting organized there and getting aware there. And that's part of getting organized is becoming aware. And we talk about this, knowing where you are in space, you probably are very disconnected from your core. And why? Well, because you, you carried around a baby and then you, and then that's the last thing on your mind for X number of months after you have the baby. 
And then, yes, you create a new normal where you're in this tilt and you've got this hinge at the, you know, thoracic, blah, 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 blah. There's plenty of reasons at which you're at no fault. Now, there might be some instances where there is a prolapse or something that would need more significant medical attention. That's probably not you, though. You probably really do just need that assistance to getting reacquainted with your core and with the core, which is what supports that bladder and supports uh, the control by way of feeling, you know, you know how you feel, you feel when you have to go to the bathroom, you don't get that, that, that anymore. You know, you don't get that signal or you may not even have to go, but you don't even get the signal that maybe your bladder is a little full. You know, who knows? I personally, I've had three children I'm like, Laura, I can run, I can do jumping jacks. The only time I will have leakage is like on a trampoline where there is a lot of, you know, and I mean, I can, you know, really hold it and and maybe not, but sometimes it's just, you know, Mm -hmm. that's gravity. That's three kids. My last one was 10 pounds, you know, so it's, there's just a lot of stretched, you know, stretched soft tissue that, that. My, my my sling is a little more uh, lax, um, but um, I would really recommend trying the series first. And if you don't succeed with that or you're not feeling successful, go see a pelvic floor specialist and it can change your life literally mm-hmm. in a matter of visits. So Absolutely. Because there can be, you know, it's a lot of regulation in the nervous system and some people can have the opposite, like they can't go to the bathroom. It's like hypertonic, but it's not hypertonic because it's strong. It's probably scared, right? There's like a hypertonicity that happens when, you're ang- when your sympathetic nerf- nervous system is in overdrive. So that's a responsiveness. So going to a, a physical therapist for this, pelvic floor specialist, can actually help you calm down that responsiveness and then strengthen in the ways you need to. So a lot of times hypertonicity is thought of as you're like overly strong. And that's actually, it's more about the nervous system. And this happens in different muscles. They will, they will give you signals that they need some help because they're not strong enough. So it's like hypertonicity is like, I'm just going to do this because I actually need support. And so that's, if you're having any of that, like having trouble avoiding, having trouble going to the bathroom, pain with sex, low back pain, pain down in your inner thigh, that can all be part of the nervous system, and then some of those peripheral nerves that come out that actually are in the pelvic bowl, not in the low back. Um, So those are just some other ideas. We gave you lots of them there. But get back to us if you have any questions, because you're not alone. There's millions of women who are dealing with this and not even, you know, again, not necessarily having had children. That's not the only reason. It's certainly there's more things that you have to contend with after that. All right. Well, this is a nice follow-up. This is by Karen S. And that's all one word. I have always felt like my hamstrings were tight, but no matter what I do to stretch them, I don't feel like they have become more flexible. Help? Any tips? That's another one where, again... Um, getting a signal, you're tight, but signal. maybe you're yeah, not. The body is funny. Yeah. <laughs> the body and the brain with what we're feeling, what, what we imagine feels like tightness is not always tightness. It might be tightness. Um, so, you know, Karen, I would be curious to 
really know, you know, what is your hamstring length like? Are, are you able to lie flat on your back and lift a leg straight up in the air to 90 degrees? If you are, you have what we consider normal functional range of motion. Now that doesn't mean it's not going to feel tight, you know, tight, but I almost feel like we get this type of a comment more from people who are on the hyper flexible side. They actually, they feel tight because there's a weakness, you know, they aren't strong. So they feel tight. It's a, it's a crazy. And again, it's not that you're not feeling tight because that's what you're feeling, but that's not really the signal uh, or that that's not what's going on in your body. So I would, again, like I said, I'd be curious, are you in fact really tight or are you in some sort of dysregulation where your brain, your body is giving your brain feedback that it's tight, but it's not really tight. It mm-hmm. could be that it, it, needs to move more. It, need, it, it needs to be stronger. It needs to be balanced in the pelvis. So it's not getting pulled on all the time. You got to think about that. Hamstrings attached to the base of the pelvis. So if you're tilted, you're going to be getting this sensation of constant tension. So what, what are your hamstrings going to do? They're going to pull back because they're trying to protect you. So you, you balance that pelvis out and your hamstrings are going to go, ah, and no longer have to, they'll be able to work better. So I love that you gave us that information. It feels tight. And that's the starting point because mm-hmm. we take a subjective complaint and then we look at what someone's presenting with in their physical body. And it really, a lot of times we see patterns. We see where people will present the same way as the person before them and the person before them because the, you know, the body's just a machine. And um, it really wants to function well, and it wants to function with this optimal length tension in the muscles. And so when you're getting a signal like that, I'm pulling, I'm stretching, I'm stretching, and they still feel tight, that's, you, that's an indication that you probably don't need more flexibility. You need something else. Mm-hmm. What do you think yep. about that? I, I agree. I mean, I think that the hamstrings have, when you mention hamstrings, just to anyone in the fitness world, it's very, uh, not very often, rare that you would have anybody say, let's strengthen them. It's all about, oh, hamstrings are tight. Need to stretch, stretch the hamstring. And and again, it comes from this very mixed messaging that the brain is giving you that a lot of times when we feel tightness, there's weakness. And it's the brain's way, like I was talking about with the hypertonicity of the pelvic muscles, it's not that they're, they're, you know, too tight that it's just the body is clenching, whether it's the nervous system is in fear or there's just the need for balance there. And, you know, the hamstrings attached, like Kristen said, to the um, ischial tuberosities at the bottom of the pelvic bowl, and then they come to your knee on either side, medially and laterally. And their primary job is to flex your knee, which is bending it, but they also participate a little bit in hip extension and they have a little bit of action in those other ranges of motion. Think about it. We're sitting a lot, but when we go to stand, we're not really always effectively actually lengthening them. And so they're kind of just staying in this dormant, stagnant, I don't want to say mushy, but really flaccid state. 
<laughs> where we're not really working them a lot, working them effectively. So one might say, well, how do we change that? So my suspicion, Karen, like Kristen said, is if you actually reframed it and started strengthening on them, and I mean strengthening, not by putting weights, but by doing a lot of closed chain exercises. So where your feet are on the floor and, you know, where you also are getting a stretched component, but you're getting the feedback of the energy from the floor and that's strengthening. So you could just do your, what say you're standing on your left leg, your hands could, if you feel like they're too tight, your hands could be on a chair. Your right leg could be straight back behind you, kind of like an airplane. And then you just try and hover your hands off the chair. That is hard. Your hamstrings are having to work to hold. So they're holding isometrically and a little bit eccentrically as well. That's actually a really great range. And then you start lowering and coming back up. And I mean, you're working those in the lengthened way, which is really where they tend to be the weakest. So that's the area we're trying to stretch them in. Of course, they're going to start shouting back because they don't have that adaptability, the eccentric control. Where do people get hamstring strains? It's almost always when the knee is extending quickly and the hamstring is not eccentrically slowing down that the knee going out. So think of somebody kicking a ball, like running, they can do it. Running really fast, they can do it because again, that hamstring just can't keep up with the demand of slowing that down in that long range motion. So I would do that. And I would say, if you were to measure yourself in some way, See what happens after a couple months of really focusing on strengthening. And you don't even have to do it that much. You do it every day for five minutes, something like that, maybe 10 minutes, and um, notice what happens. Because yeah, and I think your point yeah. of the eccentric strengthening is, is the key. Yeah. So, yeah. That, yeah. That, it, so when we're saying strengthening, we're not talking about lying on your stomach and doing a bunch of hamstring curls. That's great if you want to impress people with, you know, a nice little... <laughs> balls of hamstring muscle in the back there, but it's not a talking about, you know, how we were talking last podcast about functional. That's not truly that functional. There's not a lot, the getting with your um, feet loaded and then just doing it in various planes, but you'll get there. Just reframe it. It's, they're probably not inflexible as much as they are just in, out of balance of needing that strength. Okay. We have a, another question here. This is, I loved this because it's Lily Ochoa said, when you guide me during a class sometimes, I end up thinking I don't know how to move. <laughs> so there's no question with that, but it's in our question uh, little box. So I think what she's saying is, what the F is going on? Like, if I'm guiding you and you're like, wait, I thought I knew how to move. And I just want to say, I'm, I'm kind of tickled by this because you're not alone. Because A, we are moving differently than we do in, in our daily life, but not in a way that our body's not made for. It's just, we haven't been doing it. You know, our body, think about like going back into your childhood. Now, not everybody had this in their childhood, but most likely you were doing a lot of movement and a lot of directions. You weren't thinking about it. You would just crawl, crawl under things, climb up things, run, skip, change direction, run back. I mean, we just do it all and, and we're really taking advantage of the numerous ways our body moves. Then we stop doing that when we go to school, even just like for 10 minutes on the recess, right? Um, so our ratio of moving in all the planes to not moving totally switches and Unfortunately, in our modern 
you know, lifestyle, most people stay on the kind of limited motion. So in answer to your question, what I call this is neuromotor coordination. It is your brain and your, you know, muscles firing, figuring out what to do. And that's why you're like, kind of feel like you're back in school again in a different way. It's like if you went to school and you change the ratios around, but you're doing that after not being in that. So it is like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. I feel people feel not very coordinated. They don't feel very graceful. And it's really, it's, it's not you. It's that this wonderful part in your brain, your neuro matrix, it's called, that's figuring out all you're listening to me figuring it out in your own body, which is left is right. Put that hand down. You know, people that have been practicing with us a while, it's like they, it's like instantaneous. They can almost anticipate where we're going because they've gotten on, they're in that, they're in that class with us. They're in that classroom and they've been there now for a number of years. They graduated and they're like, they got it. But if this is newer or even new-ish to you, you are going to feel more like you're in kindergarten. Like, wait, right hand here. It is just your brain is processing so many things that are different. Stick with it. It'll happen. And, and, and I would say always slow it down. If, if you're taking a class with me on Lit Daily, I'm too fast. Go to somebody who's got a slower class or a shorter class because guess what? We have to have endurance. Our coordination, our strength is also, also has an endurance. So your brain is like, focus, focus, focus. And all of a sudden it's like, after 20 minutes, you're like, and what is she doing? And then we get to the stream and you're like, forget it, right? So there are many things that are happening in this amazing brain up here. And um, don't take any of it personally. Know that you're learning. And in that learning, there might be some spots where you're like not feeling as you know, uh, graceful or as much ease. And that'll that's because you're a lot of information. And my gosh, all the all of our lit lit family that takes it around the world, and this is your second language. I mean, my gosh, kudos to you. So it's your brain is super smart. <laughs> I don't know if I could take it in a second language. Uh, do you have any add-ons to that? Sorry, I just like went off on this. Like, no, I, I, I just I love this. I love this kind of statement slash question. Like, I don't feel like I know how to move. Yeah. And I love your response. You're not alone. I mean, no. it's, uh, and to be fair, when I first started taking lit yoga, started with Lara in the studio, I, I know how hard I was working because I was pouring with sweat. And I, that wasn't just physical sweat. I think that was mental sweat too, you know, because it is, we are cueing you to think about things differently. We're not cueing you. It's, it's not just Simon says, put this hand here, put that hand here. It's put this hand here, now dial it out. Now draw your scapula down. Now draw your, you know, your extend in the thoracic. And you, so we don't, we're, and, and, and we're doing that on purpose because we want you to really get in touch with your body. We mm -hmm. have you put your hands on your body so you can feel it because we are trying to help you learn. Like you said, it's an education. And now it's been one of the funniest things that I had said to me recently was someone who's been taking our lit classes. She's been through all of our teacher trainings and she just recently started teaching on lit prime. And she's like, this is the best thing ever. It's Tegan because 
She's like, I'm teaching. People know what they're doing. People know what they're doing because <laughs> our Lit Prime members are a lot of the people from New Jersey. It's people from all over the world, but people who've been doing it for a while. So they're 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 ready for Prime. You know, they they yeah. want to do it live. And um, there is such a benefit to doing it live because you get the energy. It's a different energy level. Um, you get the We're talking Zoom, Zoom live people. Anybody that's like, oh, I wish I could do it. We're on Zoom live, but we're get, you're getting feedback from the teacher. You're getting feedback, yeah. So yeah. it'll be like, you know, oh, hey, you know, draw that shoulder. And so you are not alone. We are queuing to the next level because we don't want it to be Simon Says. We really want you to learn how to, you know, know where your body is in space because we, a lot of people have been. Yeah, you get, like you said, the second you get in school, you know, we stop moving and, and we stop thinking about movement. And so we're trying to educate you, your movement, and um, it will get easier. Stick with it. I'm the first person to say I used to be literally, like I said, pouring with sweat. Now it takes a lot to make me sweat hard in a, mm -hmm. because I'm just, I know where to, and my body's working You're so efficient. well. Yeah. I'm so strong. I used to hate abdominals. Now I'm known for being the, the person who gives hard abs, which is hilarious, but <laughs> I'm just so used to them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. So you will adapt and it, it will get better. And you're you not will, alone. you will, you will. And, and, and think of it this way. If you're confused to a degree, like we don't want to be like, can't even do it, but that is actually your brain craves novelty. And I mean, the research on this is ongoing and just, it continued to blow my mind. But the neuroscience, like when you do novel things, that's when your dendritic synapses, which is, you know, where these neurons come together, they get more complex and abundant. So you're actually, you're building a bigger brain too. And it's amazing, but it's novelty that does it. If we do the same thing, that's like we go into snooze mode. And so does our brain. We just dial down and we're not feeling so enthusiastic in life or anything um, because it's just like autopilot. Our brain really craves that novelty. And so, uh, but for yoga teachers out there, I think this Lily's bringing up a really good point. This is why we want to be super specific about giving enough cues that really can be brought in, but not overwhelm the system. Like you're not like saying every possible thing you, you know, and, and, and we, a lot of times in teacher trainings, people will get a list of like the cookie cutter cues, warrior one, your foot should be here. And I was like, I'm never going to do that because everybody's lineup is different. And if we really go to the core and give a couple of cues, the body will kind of adjust. But if we tell them exactly how things are supposed to be, that's all they're going to focus on and it won't necessarily feel right for everyone. So as a teacher, giving just the right amount, but not too much because that's a lot going in that neuro matrix and it's trying to filter it all. I'm listening to you. I'm trying to do it at the same time. And then you're talking about this, but then you're talking about my toe and what the hell, where am I, you know, where am I supposed to be looking? It's like, cue it down, focus on the core, and uh, all will be well. So thank you, Lily. I loved I loved that uh, question statement. And you're not alone. <laughs> well, this is always such a blast. I just love it. And um, okay. keep sending questions our way. The best uh, way to reach us is to direct message us on Instagram. Kristen is kbwilliams99. I'm Laura.Hyman. You also, if you're not into Instagram, can email us at support at lityoga.com. Thank you, sister. Love you. You're welcome. Love you too. Bye, guys. And as always, we're pulling for you.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.